to the Oregon Real Estate Podcast, where we feature helpful and interesting information on Oregon real estate. Now, here's your host, Realtor Roy Whiting. Hello, and welcome to the Oregon Real Estate Podcast. My name is Roy Whiting, and I'm a licensed Oregon real estate broker with Certified Realty. Today's program is titled, Can I Trust My Realtor? Before entering into a business relationship, it's helpful to know your real estate agent is honest, nice, patient, and available when needed. So while many of us assume we're safe in the hands of our doctor, attorney, or pastor, what about your realtor? Can you trust your realtor? It's sad to see that news reports from time to time will show that not all real estate agents are trustworthy. But it is helpful to know that the state of Oregon does perform due diligence on applicants for those who wish to become a real estate agent. This includes a state screening involving a criminal background check where fingerprinting and a mugshot are both taken. And as part of the application process to become an Oregon real estate agent, any felony and misdemeanor convictions and arrests must be disclosed. The disclosure requirement is fairly high, too, because in addition to any criminal activity, also requiring disclosure to the state are any administrative proceedings or civil or financial issues. For example, if a prospective Oregon real estate agent has an unsatisfied judgment or a bankruptcy, each of those must be disclosed. If they aren't disclosed, the state can come in and take the license away from a real estate agent. This has happened in the past, but thankfully it is not common. Compared to other industries, real estate is actually a pretty good area for consumer safety. One study by Forbes magazine showed a 96% satisfaction for the real estate industry. So if a great number of real estate agents were dishonest, we could expect that figure would be much lower. But let's take a look at the kind of trust we're talking about here. Looking at trust from a seller's perspective, there's significant trust needed to deal with buyers. For instance, trust is needed to allow strangers in your house. There's also trust in taking your property off the market in the hope a sale will go through. And there's also trust in the process of finding a replacement home. For home buyers, there's trust needed as well. Trust is necessary in working with a lender and that the discomfort of pre-qualifying and providing all the forms and paperwork will be worthwhile. There's also trust that you'll find a home that you like and can afford. And ultimately, there's also trust that the lender will come through with the loan as promised. One thing that both buyers and sellers have in common is trust in their respective real estate agent. There's a few situations which underscore why it's important to be able to trust your agent. One of them is trusting your realtor means you don't have to second guess suggestions that you receive. So, for example, if you can't trust your real estate agent to provide meaningful, comparable home activity, like sales data, how can you possibly expect him or her to advise you once an offer comes in? Trusting your realtor also means that you can breathe easier with less stress. Let's be real here. Buying or selling a home is considered to be a stressful activity. 
And since most home buyers and home sellers don't want to take on a second job, especially when you've got a house move, having your basis well covered by a professional you trust will make the entire process a lot less taxing. If the realtor is pushy and won't listen to your concerns, that's not a good sign. A third reason that trusting your realtor is important is that it means you can access your agent's reliable resources. Realtors don't simply sell your home or find you a home. They're a wealth of information. And so if you need a 1031 tax exchange company recommendation or perhaps a referral to a real estate attorney, you want to know who's a good home inspector that you've worked with before in talking to your agent, maybe a, a mortgage lender or a home repair contractor. These are all recommendations from somebody in the business that could be seen as particularly valuable. And so it underscores the fact that when you're trusting a realtor to help you with your sale of a home, it's not simply that. You're also looking to them for some of these other things that could be extremely helpful. One other reason that it's helpful to be able to trust your realtor is that it means you can focus and there's usually enough to deal with throughout the course of your transaction. You're going to be able to not only spend more time focused on your full-time job, but also be able to move through the process knowing that some of these things that you're not used to dealing with are being at least looked at by a professional and you can thereby make the best decision based on the best information at hand. One more reason that it's helpful to be able to trust a realtor is that it gives you more time. Not only will having more time allow you to make better decisions on those tasks that you need to deal with, but it'll also give you a great amount of stress relief while at the same time allowing you to spend time with your family and some of the other priorities that you may have lined up. So how do you find a realtor that you can trust? There's lots of avenues for finding a realtor. One of the absolute best is to talk to people whom you trust and find out who they recommend as a good agent. Referrals provide proof from someone that you know that the realtor has done a good job. And if they've done a good job in the past, there's a good likelihood that they'll do the same thing for you. This doesn't mean that you don't need to do some research or maybe a little bit of homework, make sure that the agent is familiar with your area or maybe your price range. But the bottom line is that you've at least got one good start in terms of finding somebody that could be a good agent for you. Designations are another good way to look and kind of weed out some of the agents. It's not to say that newer agents can't provide good value and do a good job, but if you're looking at buying or selling a home and you want somebody who's experienced, you can look at a number of years in the business, some of the designations like the CRS, the Certified Residential Specialist is a very uh, valued designation showing a high level of accomplishment in real estate, for example. But whichever tools you use to find a good realtor, one that you can trust, after you have a sit down, you can then kind of go through the chemistry part of it, see how compatible you are. The main focus, though, is that the agent is good at what they do, is honest, and has good communication skills. What's typically considered less important would be the actual company that a realtor is affiliated with. This is because the person that you're going to be working with is not some nameless, faceless corporation, but it's an actual human being who you will be relying on to actually do the job you're hiring them for. Companies can do a great job of promoting their particular business, but in real estate, it's helpful to know and to remember that agents are independent contractors. This means that if you have an issue to address, 
it's not typically solved by picking up the phone and talking to some corporate officer. You're going to be interacting with an agent who knows your property and your situation. And that's usually most important to understand when you're going to be actually looking for a realtor and not being overly concerned about the company. Now, a company can be helpful with support. And certainly if a company has been in business for a long time, that's a good sign because it means that they've likely got a lot of happy customers that they wouldn't stay in business. But overall, the agent is the person who you're going to be interacting with the most. And on that single factor alone, that's where the focus is usually best placed. One other area where agents can be found would be online or through magazines. For these, it's helpful to know that a lot of times the agents are paying to be placed. And so it's not necessarily that you're going to be getting the best agent. It's going to be that you're likely to get the agent who's willing to write a check in order to promote his or her business. It's very common for real estate websites to sell leads, they call it, for certain zip codes. So if you're, for instance, looking in a certain area and you type in that address and you get a recommendation for an agent, a lot of times what you're looking at is somebody who's willing to pay a certain amount of money in order to rank higher, in order to get you as a lead. So now that we've talked a little bit about trustworthiness and realtors, one of the things that's helpful to understand is that while a lot of times it doesn't really come into play, one area where it can make a serious difference is that if you're working with a realtor who represents both buyer and seller, and this is called dual agency, and it's not a bad thing. In fact, there are some very good things about dual agency where a realtor will represent the buyer and the seller. A few of the advantages here is that the person representing both parties has a general sense of what each side wants and needs. And if they can bring it together, they generally will. There's easier communication typically. And a lot of times both parties are very happy with the result. One of the challenges though, is that if you do have an agent who is focused on the dollars and not so worried about doing a great job of representing buyer and seller, it's kind of hard sometimes to know where there's some sleight of hand. And so again, understanding that the vast majority of realtors are honest, the vast majority of realtors do a good job. But if there is an ethically challenging situation, it's probably best described as dual agency because that's where both parties are looking at their bottom line typically. And as an agent, unless the agent is very much focused on staying down the middle and working very much within the guidelines that we're given as realtors in representing both parties, it can sometimes present problems. One of the main factors here is that an agent will typically be paid more if they sell their own listing. Then there is a built-in incentive for them to put that deal together. So many agents do a great job. It's just that if you are working with an agent who is representing both parties, it's helpful to know that they are going to be walking a bit of a tightrope, which can very often work out great. But this is a good reason to understand why getting a good agent that you can really trust is so important. That about wraps up today's program, Can I Trust My Realtor? For more information, go ahead and check out the show notes over at OregonRealEstatePodcast.com. For now, this is Roy with Certified Realty, wishing you the very best.
Do you have a real estate question or perhaps an Oregon property to sell? Contact Roy today for a free consultation. Just call 800-637-1950 or send your email to roy at certifiedrealty.com. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Oregon Real Estate Podcast.